It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Owning. Landon, what's going on, sir? Well, it's it's that time of year, right? It's mock draft season time. It's we're, as we get closer and closer. You know, a lot of the the hay has gone into the barn with a lot of these guys, as the saying goes. So it feels like you know people are kind of putting finishing touches on boards and on prospects. So it's time to kind of figure out how we think uh, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday night is gonna gonna roll out in front of us. You know how I know we're getting close to the actual draft is when I look in my mentions like in the last 10 minutes and there's five people sending me yeah. these mock drafts that they do. Yeah. Um, so we decided to do our own today because we're tired of looking at everybody else's yeah. drafts. So uh, Landon and I today are going to do a uh, a full seven-round simulator. We're probably we're going to be a little faster at the end, but uh, using the Draft Network's mock draft machine, uh, we're going to be discussing picks. We're going to do this draft as if uh, kind of what we think the Cowboys are going to do. Not necessarily what Landon and I would each do, uh, but what the Cowboys are going to do. So let's go ahead and jump right into it so we can talk about some of these picks. Um, I want to go ahead and just kind of tell you about some of the guys that were picked ahead of the Cowboys pick at 58. Uh, Taylor Rapp went 46 to the Redskins. Chase Winovich, 47 to the Panthers. Charles Amenahu, a guy that we talked about on this podcast, went 50 to the Vikings, Hollywood Brown at 51 to the Titans. I think that's interesting because I think we could have had a, a conversation there. Uh, Darnell Savage, 54 to the Texans. At 56 is LJ Collier to the Patriots. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 57. And then the Cowboys are on the clock. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you some of the top players landing at each position. Uh, then we can go ahead and kind of discuss some of the names. Uh, starting at wide receiver, Uh, The best players on the board are Paris Campbell from Ohio State, Debo Samuel from South Carolina, Emmanuel Hall from Missouri, and Andy Isabella from UMass. Uh, Looking at tight ends, because we know the Cowboys have some interest in some of these tight ends, there's Irv Smith from Alabama. That's kind of a surprise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jay Sternberger, Dax Raymond, Dawson Knox, basically all those guys after the top two. Uh, We get to the interior defensive line. 
and it kind of dropped off a little bit. You have Draymond Jones from Ohio State, who we've talked about before on this podcast, Renault Wren, Kalen Saunders, Tristan Hill. On the edge, there's Ben Bagnu from TCU, Jalen Ferguson from uh, Louisiana Tech, a guy that we know the Cowboys are interested in, uh, Christian Miller, just a shout out to John, he's still there, <laughs> uh, Ja'Kai Polite, Zach Allen, uh, and then if we go to safeties, Juan Thornhill, Deontay Thompson, Amani Hooker. So right off the top of your head, which position or players kind of interest you there? I, I think all, the guys that pop out just looking at that list to me were Thornhill and Irv Smith, I think. Um, mm, just okay. because I feel like they uh, they seem like they are we're lucky to get them there to a certain degree. I mean, I think Thornhill was probably projected to go there a little bit, but uh, in that uh, yeah, range, I, I'm, least, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see his name there. Um, I would also say that I, I think if you, let's go back and look at the um, the wide receivers again, real quick. Sure. Um, you know, Emmanuel Hall's still there. Debo Samuel's still there. Like you mentioned. Uh, this position's going to yeah. stretch, though. You're, you're going to find guys late in the third, fourth round that I think still can be contributing. And it looks like the defensive tackle market has already fallen completely off the rails. So I'm hoping... And we kind of expect that, yeah. right? I mean, that's that seems like a very realistic thing when we get to the draft in late. I think for me, I'm hoping we get somebody here at 58, and then by the time we make the turn, that Draymond Jones will still be there at 90. Because I like Draymond Jones at 90. I think I can... I could definitely that's palatable even with his athletic testing his his tape is good you know so i mm, I, I, I think i could definitely feel comfortable taking him at 90 um even tristan hill yeah, that's a guy yeah that and kaylin like sanders too and, and, J- and gerald willis these are all guys that are kind of in that you know third round range so uh or at least within striking distance if you want to get those guys so uh all right so let's i think to me we should have a conversation uh it should be between Juan thornhill and uh irv smith um well can i can i throw another oh yeah please please who else did you i mean yeah christian miller and i think the fact the fact jakai plight's still there zach allen in this thing is listed as defensive end but we both like yeah, him to tackle. And this is kind of the argument we had yesterday. If you're going to take a defensive lineman in this draft, you almost have to do it, especially defensive end, you almost have to do it early, right? Because the, the guys in the fourth, fifth round probably aren't making this Okay, roster. but still, let's, let me just looking at that list there, right? We got Ben Manigou, Jalen Ferguson, Christian Miller. All of these guys are different. Like, I mean, Miller is a guy we think we could play. Sam, who could kick down and rush the pass a little bit. Ja'Kai Polite is a guy who's a sure. pure pass rusher and has some of the best tape in coming out, but, but you know, has issues with you know, what he looks like as a draft prospect. Uh, a Zach Allen, I mean, I think, again, like we talked about, is like Christian Miller, except for with defensive tackle, and frankly, I, I I tend to think that he's more of a defensive tackle who can play edge than a, an edge who can play defensive tackle. In, in my particular, you know, I, opinion. I, I agree. Um, so yeah. I I think, and then Max Crosby is another guy who I like. I think who could go. So yeah, so, so here's I. the thing. I tend to think that if we could get, we should go tight end or safety here because even though the consensus has been saying that you know the the defensive line spot may not stretch, I what I'm looking at, I feel good about getting any one of those edge guys and, and or Draymond Jones at the turn at 90. So I think we should okay make the make the case for Irv Smith though because I'm not a huge fan. Well, I I think in this 
in, a, in kind of a more modern, you know, offense. And in, in, in the more modern NFL, Irv Smith is probably starting to become more the standard for what the NFL is looking for in tight ends. I mean, he's kind of more of a move H-back tight end, I think. He can give you some stuff as a blocker. He's a solid receiver. He's just very refined, I think. And, and I think that's one of the things that uh, – that I that I think teams are going to like about him more than you know I think OJ Howard was the athlete you know uh, you know prototype like you know kind of upside guy I think Irv Smith is probably more the safer higher floor guy who uh, okay. you know is not quite uh, as explosive as uh, or at least as like I said, prototype. I mean, I think you look at OJ Howard and, and his athletic testing and all that, uh, and and he's very much fits the bill of what you're looking for. Like if you're molding a tight end out of clay, and and you know you look at Irv Smith's testing, it was not great, um, and uh, I think that he, his tape doesn't show that. I think his tape to me shows that a guy who I, I mean I think I was surprised a little bit by his uh by his testing. I mean his forty yard dash was good but his agilities were, were not great and his, he's not particularly explosive. Uh but I think he gets the job done. So I like him a lot there. The question then becomes, you know, him versus is he good enough to over supersede the the need at safety, which gives which I well, think buoys Juan Thornhill's uh, value here. But I, I think you and I should have a discussion on whether Juan Thornhill. I mean, much like how we talked about with some of these other guys, I think I view Thornhill as very much a Byron Jones type, right? Where. Uh, yeah, he could play some safety, but I think his value might be more as a kind of do-it-all defensive back. Um, so I, I'm okay with that, know, though, a bit, and partly because there's just not that many of those guys out there, and especially when you look at the rest of the sport. I mean, look, after Thornhill, you're looking at Thompson, Hooker, Jaquan Johnson, Marquise Blair. It, I don't see a lot of guys that can come in and play for you right away. That's why if we're going to pick a guy here, and I kind of think Dallas would think the same, I kind of think Thornhill would be the okay, best option. The last argument I'll make here, though, and this is something that I want us all to consider, and the reason I'm making this argument is something that we should consider when this conversation comes up. Juan Thornhill is being looked at here because his name has got an S next to it. I mean, he's he's – He's a good player, fantastic. I mean, I, I, sure. But let's not give him any extra points for being a safety when he really is probably going to play safety only part time. You understand what I'm saying? And that's fair. I I, I agree. I'm just looking at well, because we could even go over to like cornerbacks. I think there's corners that we like there, um, but I, I'm just looking at guys that could potentially play safety. And there's just not a lot of guys. That position doesn't stretch very well. But it's a stretch. box safety is what you're looking for. So th- you don't think we could find a box safety a little bit later in the draft? In the draft? I mean, and I'm honestly asking because this is a conversation we're having. <clears throat> I mean, I think you could, but I don't think – obviously none of them are going to have the versatility in the upside as a Juan Thornhill. I, I feel better about finding a tight end that can come in and give us snaps later, whether it's a Foster Moreau or even an Isaac not a late right. draft. I feel cool. better about getting that. That's an back. argument. That's good. Because right. I, I mean, again, uh, the, for me, tight end is not like it doesn't get a you know need bump there. I, I just wanted to make sure that if we're judging these players equally, that Juan Thornhill isn't necess- you know unnecessarily getting a need bump either. So bang the pick. Let's get Thornhill. All right. Awesome. Uh, I. 
I just kind of think Thornhill gives you another chess piece yeah, back totally. there. So if you want, if you want, if you need a guy to cover Zach Hurts, he can cover Zach. Yeah, Hurts. it's it's not that it's not that it's not a valuable piece and that we couldn't use it. It's just that it it we I still feel like even after getting Thornhill, you may still need another safety. You know, you. I, I don't yeah. disagree. It, it may be, and that's probably not a, a a super big knee, but could you in free agency after sure, draft? Sure, totally. Oh, you, you can. I that? mean, you can easily roll with what you've got. I mean, I mean, honestly, sure. I mean, it's it's really not that huge of a of a of a crime if you rolled with what you've got. I think rotating Absolutely. Heath in with with another guy in uh, in. Uh, it's completely blanking on his name, the Boise State kid that we just signed. The Oh, Aloka. I think rotating him and uh, giving you know Heath some snaps off probably would help each each other's right. play. So, all right. So just a couple notable names of players who went above pick ninety: Dawson Knox, number seventy-five wow. to the Packers; Jakai Polite, seventy-six to the Redskins. Of course, they take Jakai Polite. Uh, the Miami Dolphins take Christian Miller. Um, 79, the Falcons take Isaiah Johnson. Amani Hooker goes to the Browns at 80. Irv Smith falls all the way to 82 to the Titans. Uh, Zach Allen goes 83 to my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. Just a fantastic pick. Uh, Jay Sternberger goes 88 to the Lions. Marquise Blair safety, 89 to the Colts. And now the Cowboys are on the clock. So we can kind of cross out safety. We really don't need that position early. Let's look at cornerbacks just to see some of the names there. Uh, Joan Williams, the cornerback from Vanderbilt, big physical corner. Uh, that's an interesting it name. Sure Jamal Dean, Chris Boyd. Um, okay, uh, let's go look at edge rushers. Max Crosby, hmm. a guy that uh, you and I both like. They ate right uh, into Anthony that, Na- didn't they? It's, I mean, it, it, they, they ate up all those edge guys. It's, it's oh not- yeah. Well, th- there's there's a couple there that we know the yeah. Cowboys like. Uh, Anthony Nelson mm-hmm. from Iowa is. Uh, I think he's really more of a defensive end than a defensive tackle, but I think he can give you snaps there. Uh, Justin Hollins is interesting. This is a long, athletic uh, guy from Oregon. Typical that, Oregon uh, defensive probably, lineman. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, a little skinnier yeah. than some of those other guys that come out, but he's an interesting name to at least consider. Uh, on the interior, we have Ronald Wren is still there, Kalen Saunders, Tristan Hill, Jared Willis, so a lot of names there. Uh, we'll go look at tight end and wide receiver really quickly. Dax Raymond, uh, Cahill Waring, Josh Oliver at tight end. And then at receiver, huh. Emmanuel Hall, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Grandmaster Picel, and Riley Ridley, <laughs> Nicole Hardman, and then at running back, David Montgomery, Damian Harris. Grandmaster Picel is Harris. Riley Ridley if you guys missed the last episode yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, running backs, David Montgomery and Damian Harris. We are not going to have a discussion about Damian Harris on this podcast. There's other podcasts out there. You can do that. Um, so what positions are you interested in looking at here, Landon? Uh, go back to interior defensive line. Okay. Um, and Okay. Now go back to offensive tackle real quick. I just want to see. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I just want to see what's there. Good idea. Would you... Titus Howard is interesting. See, here's the thing. Whenever I do this over and over again – I always think, okay, if I could only just get Bobby Evans to the next pick, or if I could only just get Tyler Romer to the next pick, like 
I think that's possible. I think, it wouldn't surprise Because uh, I, I do think that I would like to get a young offensive tackle with some talent, maybe with some upside. And okay. I think Romer provides that. Evans definitely, I think, is just being overlooked in general. Um, and so I, I wonder if if they end up kind of getting to our next pick. So that's who I'm kind of got in my back back of my head right now. All right, let's let's go to overall real quick so we can just look and see who's sure. Um, so looking at this, could be a lot. Of yeah, receivers. I mean, frankly, I mean it, it sticks out that he's even there. So I, I, to me, this debate is between uh, Joe Juan Williams and Emmanuel Hall. Uh, but I don't even know that that's if it's an argument. I think Emmanuel Hall, the fact that he's still here is kind of ridiculous, and so I think I I bang the pick for Emmanuel Hall. But that's me. Can can I make an argument? I still think there's a lot of receivers that you can get in the fourth round. If we wanted to wait one more round, uh, just, I'll give you some names of guys that I just think are interesting, like Miles Boykin from Notre Dame. I know he has a lot of fans out there. Dylan Mitchell. Uh, is a guy that can play I like both the Darius Slayton. I mean, I like a lot of these guys. Stanley Morgan well, still here. Ta- I mean, there's lots Nicole of Hart- there's lots of good guys. Nicole Hartman. Yeah, I mean, there's there's I, lots I, of guys still left. But I, I mean, I feel like Emmanuel Hall has a talent level. I don't know. I think you maybe you're it, right. Maybe so we tricky. need to go defensive lineman, and and the, it's just that I can't believe that. The, the reason that, that, that Hall has fallen this far is because I guarantee you four or five other teams have done exactly what we're doing right now and gone, oh, I can get a wide Absolutely. receiver later. And Absolutely. so somebody's going to get a steal with that pick eventually. Uh, to me, though, I'm looking at How like, many picks do we have until our co- next pick? Like, what's we're at 90 and our next one's at, like, what? Let's go to my uh, picks. We gotta, yeah. oh. <laughs> uh, we got a ways to go. I think it's one 127 or something like that. Do you think we can make it to J- Daryl Bullis can make it to that next pick? Because oh, I think he can. And uh, I actually like Daniel Wise as kind of like a backup option. We know they like Kingsley Kiki. Yeah. I mean, that's at least a name I, to consider. I, I think that there's too much value, and I think you're right. You can always get a wide receiver later, but we have plenty of numbers of wide receiver. Like this guy's a talent. Okay, you know, like and I think pairing him with uh, Cooper. And 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 all the rest of the group that you have is it's now you've got a real group suddenly that's that's could be threats all over the field. Yeah, I, I, some of those other guys like Joel Williams. That's and, the that's the other guy that I'm considering right. And Anthony Nelson are interesting, but I agree. I think Emmanuel Hall is a starting caliber receiver that you're getting at the bottom of. The third round, it gives you some insurance in case Michael Gallup doesn't turn out or Randall Cobb struggles. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine picking him here. I think this is just where he should go. So, do we want to go ahead and pick Emmanuel Hall and kind of not worry about the receiver I, position? The rest yeah, of the I way? mean, I don't, I don't love it, but I feel like the value is too much to pass up. And it feels like a, a very Cowboys yeah. pick, right? Because that's a guy that they they've brought in. It feels in. like Terrence Williams. Wanna, right? They yeah. want to add some speed, it, like Terrence Williams. The goal wasn't to have Terrence Williams start right away, but he kind of pushed some of those other guys out of the roster, gave you uh, some more speed. So, so through two rounds, we have Juan Thornhill and Emmanuel Hall. We've added a lot of speed to our def- or to our overall team, and that's that's really exciting. We are now at pick 128. Uh, Justin Hollins went a couple picks ahead of us. Your guy Dalen Mack went to the Steelers at 122. Steelers are having a heck of a draft with with Zach Allen and Dalen Mack. Man. Uh, Jared Willis goes 118 to the Packers. Daniel Wise goes 119 to the Browns. So let's go ahead and take a look at what the Cowboys are looking at at pick 128. On the interior defensive line, 
You've got Kingsley Kiki from Texas A&M, Dontavious Russell uh, from Auburn, Isaiah Bugs. Any of those guys interest you now in the fourth round? Kiki does, but I also feel like it's it feels a little, a little high. high. Yeah, I feel like okay. I, I feel like I would take Kiki with my next pick though, with my my second fourth. Is this the second fourth round or the? This is this is the first. Yeah, so round. I would take it with my second fourth round. What else is available? All right, let's look at Edge really quickly. Uh, kind of got wiped out. Yeah, the best one there. there. Austin Bryant. We don't need to force yeah. that anymore. So uh, corner cornerbacks really quickly. Not a no. lot there. There's a couple guys that are interesting. Uh, we don't need a safety. Let's take a look at the tight end position. Uh, Kate I like Smith is I like Josh Oliver too. I like all those okay. guys honestly. I, I I'm a big fan of Foster Moreau too. So there's a lot of depth at tight mm-hmm. end. Uh, what about offensive tackle? You kind of mentioned that before. Both, Bobby they're Evans both still, still there. there. See, I would say that uh, Chuma Idoga is an interesting dude too. He's uh, an athlete. Like he, a lot of people have compared him to uh, Tyron Smith, if I'm not mistaken, um, and, and just because of the you know similar schools and that sort of thing. And they're both, I mean, extremely similar. Builds. It's funny to watch him with the USC uniform on. It kind of just looks like him. Um, but I, I, I mean, I kind of feel like I like Bobby Evans, baby, a little bit better. I like Bobby Evans better. And and yeah, Tyler Romer is more of uh, man. They're different styles. Like I mean, I I don't know. I kind of like Tyler Romer, but Bobby. Ep- Do you like him better? I don't than Bobby know. Evans? I feel like Bobby Evans could start for you at right tackle next year. Right, like, I mean, I, I I like Bobby Evans above all three of them. That that would be my guy. Yeah, I, I like the I like the big school guy that has a lot of production. He's played well at Oklahoma. Um, I I think right away he's your you know maybe him and Fleming compete for your swing tackle spot. I I don't hate that pick at all. Okay, let's do Bobby Evans. Okay, um, just really quickly, running backs because we know the Cowboys are interested. Yeah. Devin yeah. Singletary, Trayvon Williams, Rodney Anderson. None of those guys scream value to me. So I'm good taking an offensive tackle here. I don't think you want to wait too much longer on that no. position. Okay. So we take we took Bobby Evans. Now we have a uh, maybe a, a long-term right tackle. We've got our safety. We've got a receiver. The Cowboys are back up, picking at 136. What positions are you looking at? So let's at go back to defensive tackle again. Because hopefully okay. nothing. Yeah, Kiki's Kiki still, still there. there. All right. So we're at pick... The, 136. 136. I'm kind of looking at interior defensive line or tight end here. I, I think say. let's go ahead and take Kiki, I think. I mean, I, I, just okay. to be safe, because I don't know. The, I think after him, I'm not really interested in any of these guys. Uh, You're not interested in Isaiah Bugs. I mean, Isaiah Bugs, is, I think, is a guy that you know wore an Alabama uniform next to a bunch of really good players. <laughs> you know? I, like, I, I think Kiki, I didn't love him the fir- when we first watched him. Uh, and when the Cowboys... Well, the Cowboys, uh, I heard, were kicking tires on him. I went back and watched a little bit more. And, you know, like the thing is, it's just, it's a tough eval because he's playing in a weird position with a weird body type. And it's just Mm -hmm. a really difficult uh, evaluation. Now, if he can do what his uh, physicality implies he can do at three technique, he could be a a developmental guy that could really shine maybe as a three technique. But, but I I think it's, there's a so much unknown there that I think it's, it's difficult to, to, to kind of be sure. But that's why I feel good about taking him, you know, at that spot, because if he washes out, you're not, you know, 
you're not you're not out a ton. You're at that, a comp pick basically. But if he if if he hits, he could be a starter at three tech. All right, so now we're at pick one sixty five. We've got our safety, our wide receiver, our development offensive tackle, and we've got an interior rusher. Um, just kind of we'll go through some of the positions really quickly. You look at receiver. Uh, still a lot of good names there. Stanley Morgan, Preston Williams, uh, Hunter Renfro, Penny Harp. So uh, just kind of remember that in future drafts that you can get, I think, close to starting caliber receivers pretty late in this draft. Depending on what you're looking running, for, too. I mean, I think that that's, right, that's the key there. Uh, at running back, mm, it's not great. Miles Gaskin, Mike Weber, Elijah Holyfield. Bryce Love is interesting if you want to take a gamble in the fifth round. Tight end might be where there's the most value right now. You have Caden Smith from Stanford. Uh, Isaac Nada, Foster Moreau, Drew Sample. Um, so kind of keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, if we go to cornerbacks, Nothing. not a lot there. You're looking again at Kendall Sheffield, Donnie Lewis Jr., Jimmy Moreland. Uh, Someone named Rusher. Hamp Cheevers, which I'm pretty sure that's a, that's is a, fake, a name. fake name. Come on, Madden. you got to come up with better fake names than that. <laughs> uh, linebacker. Not a lot there. There's a couple of guys that we know the Cowboys like, but maybe later, like seventh round picks, uh, Drew Greenlaw, yeah, that's, uh, Cameron like Smith from from USC. I, to me, I'm looking at tight end. Oh, tight end. I think, end is, I think without a doubt, is. the spot we're going. And frankly, you've got options here. Um, yeah. Well, who, make the case for your t- favorite tight end out of those guys that we <sighs> Well, I know you like Moreau, um, mm-hmm. but uh, to me, it's it's between. Nada and Smith. I, I mean, I really like Caden Smith. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know why. I mean, I think I just feel like he's a you know a Jason Witten starter kit for a certain degree, which I know people aren't going to necessarily love because they think that that his type of game is you know kind of passed by. But I just think a, a two way tight end who can block. Uh, he's not you know a crazy elite athlete, but I think if you watch, if you look at his this is uh, test athletic testing is always interesting because it, people some people just look at the numbers and then they they view it like Madden grades or something like that and then they sure. they want to see it. I think if you look at the numbers for Caden Smith and you watch and compare that to what's on tape, like he has very good uh, especially for his. Size he's above average three cone drill. I mean, yeah, he didn't. Run, he ran slow. Uh, he ran uh, like a four nine at, at two hundred fifty five pounds, which isn't fantastic. Um, but what he does do well, I think, is he has good change of direction skills. He ran a seven oh eight three cone, and what you see on tape is that just like Witten. He's very good at uncovering late and finding soft spots and zones and getting open and can block. Right. Nada is like kind of more of a you know. A, well, at least what you thought on tape, I mean, not so much in the combine, I thought was more of a kind of a physical guy or an athlete, or at least he plays more athletically on tape. But, I mean, his numbers did not, you know, pan out that way. I I tend to think that I would feel comfortable with Caden Smith. And I think you put him in here. I, I don't – I mean, the, the problem is, is that there's value here, but is – I mean, do the Cowboys need another tight end at this point? Like, that's well. I think Caden Smith's a pretty big upgrade over Rico. Well, Rico, I think, is, I mean, and I think that's he's what, not even in the consideration well, the anymore, is he? I mean, is well, he like? No, no. I think when we talked about Caden Smith earlier in the draft process, we were kind of looking at him as like a second round pick, and I always kind of thought that was a little too high because I think he projects as a really high end, you know, tight end too. 
But if you're getting that player in the fifth round, I, I'm all on board with that. Do it, do it then. Let's... All right, let's take Caden Smith. Um, I like. I went back and watched Nada's tape. I really liked it. I think it's good. If you can get him anywhere after the top 150 picks, I'm fine with that. I, I know his testing is bad, but his tape is really good. Foster Moreau uh, is a little bit more raw than Caden Smith and uh, Isaac Nada, but, man, the tools are there. And, again, he's another one of those guys. Anywhere after the top 125 picks, I'm good. So uh, we've got one more pick coming up. It's going to be in – uh, the seventh round, kind of just recapping this as the simulator goes through. Juan Thornhill, Emmanuel Hall, Bobby Evans, Kingsley Kiki, Caden Smith. Uh, what position are we looking for in this final, in the seventh round? Any, any kind of position stand out to you? Well, I mean, I think it's it's value. I mean, in reality, the guy that you're picking with this pick is really a guy that you uh, you just don't want to fight for in uh, in. Uh, you know, in free agents, undrafted free agency, and you know, look. I mean, if you look at the list of the guys you're getting in the seventh, seventh overall, I mean, that's a great list. This is exactly how it lined up, how you wanted it to line up for the Cowboys. Sure, uh, a whole bunch of guys that have interesting fits in your offense, uh, and I think you, you, we haven't gone running back yet, and I think that's that's, that's where we at. should look because uh, yeah, they're still looking to get. Uh, the kind of all-around guy that that could be a starter, and I think the three guys right there: uh, 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 Mike Weber, Elijah Holyfield, and Bryce Love. I think those are guys we should talk about, and then maybe even Darwin Thompson a little bit. But um, I think that's where the conversation starts. Those guys are available, and I think each one of them provides interesting, uh, you know, op- options as backups for for Ezekiel Elliott. I'll make my case really quick. I would take Bryce Love here too. for a couple different reasons. Um, I don't want to fight for him in, in undrafted free agency. Also, if you draft him here rather than signing, you get an extra year. You get him on a four-year contract rather than a three-year deal, which is what only undrafted free agents can get. Get him here, let him sit for a year, uh, let him get healthy, and then you know maybe in 2020 you have a guy that should have been a top 100 pick. Uh, I think you could get Love. And actually, what you could do is you could draft Bryce Love here, and it would not surprise me at all of Elijah Holyfield mm-hmm. went undrafted mm-hmm. and you grabbed him, signed him, and, and kind of used him up this year and then kind of eased Bryce Love. Or in Mike here. Weber. I uh, mean, either one. I think I, I think Mike either. There's, look, I mean, there's Dar- Darwin Thompson, James Williams. These guys are yeah. all still available. Uh, uh, Benny wow. Snell is still available. Alexander Mat- Matheson is still available. available. Well, uh, <laughs> and that's why we need to talk about that last name. Because, they like him a lot. Uh, they like him a lot, and there's a big reason why they like him a lot. He went to Boise yeah, State. Well. Uh, if, if I had to guess, my guess would they would go with Alexander Madison here, just because he's kind of your do-it-all running back. Doesn't have great speed, but he's explosive. Man, he's I mean, he has athleticism. Contact. It's yeah. not like that. That doesn't exist. He is an all-around athlete. I mean, I think all these guys, like you know, uh, I, I, honestly, I think that they're doing their due diligence on these guys. But I think that they would be interested in any one of the available ones. I, the one that the guy obviously that stands out to me is. Bryce Love because when healthy, you're right. He's like starter level drafting, you know, top three rounds drafting kind of running back. Uh, so right. uh, yeah, I think you you bang the pick for for Love, and then one of these guys will fall out of undrafted free agency, and you bring him in and let let them compete for the backup starting backup running back roles. And if and if that doesn't work out, even like the market the market post draft and running back is going to be fantastic, even with oh, with veterans absolutely. or whatever. So you're going to find somebody to be your backup running back. Absolutely. 
Um, so we let's go ahead and take Bryce Love. You can kind of look at some of the guys that were available even after the draft. Uh, L.J. Scott from Michigan State. Uh, Tony Pollard from Memphis is a guy that I like a lot who can do a little bit of everything for you. Alexander Madison became an undrafted free agent. The Cowboys would be really wise to wait to that sixth, seventh round to address that position. So uh, let's just kind of look at yeah. our hall really quickly before we go. Juan Thornhill, Emmanuel Hall, Bobby Evans, Kingsley Kiki, Caden Smith, and Bryce Love. Landon, what do you think about this? Uh, our, our, our picks right it's here. It's interesting, and this is kind of you know how you often feel about a draft. I think afterwards is that. You know, I have concerns that maybe we didn't upgrade the defense enough or as much as I kind of, you know, hypothetically want to in this draft. Sure. But I also think that when you look at what we did, we got such great value at positions that, like, could use fortif- fortification. Um, and I, and, I, and I, I'm not mad. Like, I ain't, I'm not mad at, at what we've got. Like, I, I do think that. You know, the the every pick seems like a solid pick of of a player that I want on my team, and the fact that we were able to get all these, I'm I'm so thrilled with with the totality of the class that I can't be mad about like some of the the some of the you know secondary goals that I had in mind uh, going into the draft for, for the Cowboys from like a ten thousand foot view. Right, okay. You know, so uh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I also I, I like the way that we address kind of the short-term needs and long-term yeah. needs. Now, Hall, like, taking Emmanuel Hall gives you options in case uh, Randall Cobb doesn't pan out, Noah Brown, some of those other guys. Juan Thornhill gives you uh, a, a, an interesting guy in case Byron Jones leaves next year. Maybe you could slide him Maybe, over cornerback. Yeah. Caden Smith gives you uh, a potential uh, replacement for Jason Witten. So. Uh, I, I love this draft. Um, I, I wouldn't com- wouldn't change too much about it. Not too much to complain about. So, not bad for our first simulation. Not bad. Not job. bad. Well, well done, Stephen Jones. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.